Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Stop it. Oops. I messed up. All right, so <laughs> I hit the wrong button, so I guess we're live already. So here we are. This is Rob with episode number 209. I, I hate the 209. 209 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly. So I wear my boss hat today because my guest is a member of the Beach Boss Tribe. And so I figured I'd give her a little shout out by wearing the boss cap. So she has been on the show already. So we're going to limit the the intro and all that stuff but i am still gonna do a quick a quick moment of the day and teachable moment of the day and it's it's something that actually happened in my gym today that i I just want to bring a little bit bit of light to and because you know you see a lot of stuff on the news and you know like what's comfortable what's not comfortable or what what hurts people's feelings what doesn't hurt people's feelings and just someone made, made a passing comment today that in his mind, it was super innocent, but he's he's lucky I'm one that's not super sensitive to that stuff, but I just brought it to his attention. I'm like, you got to be careful of the things that you say because you never know how it will affect other people. So just as positivity can really change someone's life, comments like that, you can really damage someone in, in saying the wrong thing. So when you're watching the news and you see like things, what's going on with Whoopi Goldberg or the Miami Dolphins coach, you know, these are all like kind of hot, hot button topics. And you just have to be mindful because something that you may not have experienced, that doesn't mean someone else didn't experience it. And yes, you're entitled to your opinion, but you just have to remember just how people say you, you have freedom of choice, but with choice comes consequence. So it's the same thing with your opinion. You're, you're definitely free to share your opinion, but just keep in mind it can affect other people. And I'm, I'm not going to make it the whole hour wearing this hat because I'm already starting to sweat. So the hat's got to go. All right. So that was the teachable moment of the day. Just be mindful of the things you say and who's around when you say them. All right. So I'm going to bring on Adrian Lindine. So she was on the show a little while ago. Rock the house. And uh, we have her back. So, Adrian, welcome. Hey, thanks, Robert. Thanks for having me back. My <laughs> pleasure. So give give us a quick, quick background. Um What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a quick uh, reintroduction. There we go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. Yeah, I'm Adrienne Lindine. And uh, if we want to recap quickly, um, you know, I was a former, uh, you know, athlete, played in college, uh, ended up making my way as a as a high school PE Excellent. teacher. Uh, turned coach. And then... Uh, went into administration, became an assistant principal and chose to redirect my life, took a leap of faith in the entrepreneurial world and um, through some struggles. But, um, you know, staying, you know, staying the course, I created and built a six figure business. And that led to 
you know, the beach bosses and building a multiple seven figure business. And that's where we are today. Um, so that it was a quick recap. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you left out something rather huge that you overcame on that journey. So let's give, give us a quick overview there as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, um, before going into what it, I was going to do for my career and uh, my teaching path, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, given a 55% chance of beating that and uh, that was after, you know, coming off of a highly successful college season of winning a national championship. So it was like, whoo, you're like the best high of your life celebrating. And then life just, you know, smacks you upside the head and uh, says, here you go. Um, and so that, that, that uh, experience, um, I fully believe, put me on the path of education uh, where I wanted to, you know, make an impact and that impact, uh, I guess, servant leader or servant, servant um, you know, heart that I had of wanting to help others through my experience of cancer, you know, wanting to give back and pay back. I wanted to make an impact on, on people. And um, so when I chose the career path of entrepreneurship, I still was leading with that heart of, of how can I help, uh, you know, change people's lives, whether it's you know, with them themselves, whether it's uh, put them on another path to create an income outside of what they're doing, retire themselves from, you know, their nine to five if they want, work from home, all those things. I wanted to make an impact in people's health um, and through becoming, you know, through having a successful path myself with that, I had this burning desire to share this journey with uh, so many, with, with everybody. And so I wrote a book. <laughs> I wrote a book and, um, you know, I poured everything in there. I shared all the good, the bad, the ugly, because I truly believe that's what people need to know and see um, that, you know, your your path to where you want to be, uh, you want to be successful at whatever it is that you're doing. You're no different than than myself or other people that make it, um, you know, it's it's are you willing to stick it out and kind of go through, you know, the 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 ugly, go through the 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 tough uh, to get to where you want to be. And I wanted to show people that um, I'm a real person. There's a lot of things that happened that came up, but I stayed the path and I kept moving forward. And that's you know the only thing I can say is how I ended up on the other side of freeing myself freeing my family, um, really so that we can have a lifestyle of choice. Um, and a lot of people say freedom, uh, you know, financial freedom and, and, and all these, but it really gives you a lifestyle of choice. Um, you know, choosing whether or not you want to be tied down to a job, right? Like choosing really what you want to do in your life that you're passionate about that gives you life. Uh, so that you could, you know, breathe that into others, your family, being present for your kids, being able to travel when you want because you're not tied down to a to a job, to a boss. Um, and so it's been really exciting. And uh, my book, do you want me to share share about it or you want to well, wait? Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll there. get there. Yeah, okay. we'll get there. So like with everything you just said, you know, you said life smacks you upside the head. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, 
So for, for a lot of people, when life smacks them upside the head, they feel like, and again, I can't speak for everyone, but just like what I've heard in my travels is people think that what you described, that life can't be for them because they just can't seem to get there. You know, so like you had mentioned about the difference between making it and not making it. When people ask me that, I mean, I'm far from made it. I'm on my way. But I, but I just say the ones who make it are the ones who stop quitting. Yep. You know, so so like just yeah. give, give me some of your insights well, and, on that. You know, I, I, you know, when I say you made it, that can be that can be in a put into different ways. You know, yeah. it could be it doesn't have to necessarily mean you're you know, you have all of this money in your bank account. Making it can be you finally have hit what it is you had vision for yourself, you know, that first part, because we all want to hit those first goals. And then from there, it's like you're still you're still moving up. Yes. So um, I wanted to kind of put that out there. So so it's not like because you have you are here with this awesome podcast and you are inspiring and changing lives. So to me, you're making it, Robert. Um, And so I just wanted to to specify on that. Um, And so. When it comes to how I said about life smacking you outside the head, some people can take that as a sign that that maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this is a sign that like I shouldn't be on this path, you know, and and I'd like to look at this as, you know, a sign that there's going to be obstacles in your way. Are you willing to go through this? to continue on that path because, you know, I think that a lot of life doesn't happen to you. Okay. It happens for you, Yes. you know? And so whether it's, man, you, you thought you were finally caught up in your, you know, your bills and you had a little bit of cushion. And then now all of a sudden, you know, you're taking your kids to school and the car went out and now you have to, you know, replace an alternator. And it's like, boom, like you just feel like you're getting beat up left and right. And, you know, but it's, it's to test you. It's to test to see, do you have what it takes to make it and come out the other side? And so, um, you know, I use those as a, here we go, right? Like there must be something big on the other side that I cannot stop. Otherwise, you know, God wouldn't be putting this in front of me. And so um, I feel like even though, you start to have great results on your journey in your business, whatever that looks like, you're still going to have these, these hurdles, right? You're going to still have moments yeah. where, where fires just drop in front of you in your lap. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's like you didn't see it coming, right? Because you're constantly going to be test uh, as you navigate and maneuver through your climb. See, and when you when you get to where you can have a stream of income online, you can address those fires when it happens. Like, if, I remember year, years ago when I was still managing restaurants, I was supposed to go in the work third shift, and my water heater died at like 9 p.m. It's like these things never happen at like 8 a.m. So it's, it's always like at night, most everything is closed, and it was just such a nightmare. And as also, I had to miss that that shift. I missed that shift to pay, and so on and so forth, and. A lot of people that I talk to that have dabbled into network marketing, but they didn't really see it through, like kind of how you were saying about, you know, what are you willing to go through? And I'll use a fitness analogy really quick. So sometimes I set up challenge circuits in the gym, you know, and it's designed to really test more so your mental spirit versus your physical spirit. You know, it's like, now nah, obviously I'm not trying to injure anyone, but it's like, I want to see 
how far you're willing to go. And so they'll get like two thirds of the way through. Maybe they'll stop. They'll be huffing and puffing. I'm like, why are you stopping now? Like it hurts. I said, good, finish. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to hurt for nothing, right? You may as well hurt and finish. So like, as you're going through this journey and you got yourself to a point where, all right, I can make phone calls. I can try to recruit reps. I can try to sell products and it's not working. And then you stop. It's like, if you stop, it's not going to work. Like you have to keep going through that fire. You know, yeah. you have to. Yeah. And you know what? You just brought up something, a memory of a coach that uh, hey in the burn. Yes. And that's when you're training yourself mentally. And so I really think that like athletes make great entrepreneurs, you yeah. know, whatever it is that you get into, you know, whether it is network marketing or whatever you choose um, because of those things, right. Um, that, that those tests are ready, I guess, kind of that you will with that mental toughness, but you're absolutely right. You know, especially if you're building online and using social media, um, so many people are afraid to put themselves out there in the first and the first, you know, that's the first thing. And so getting past judgment of what other people think of you was something that took me a while. You know, I'm naturally outgoing. I make friends, you know, I make friends easily and I love people. I love to be around people. But even I, and I was someone that was, you know, I had been in commercials and stuff, right? Even I was hesitant to put myself out there and put out my true self because mm -hmm. I was so worried about what other people thought of me. And that alone held me back for, for, for years from truly going for it all in my business, you know? So there's so many people that, you know, whether it's, like you said, worried about a hater online, right? Mm. Worried about like, man, I, I put this post and no one, there were, I got crickets or, you know, I went and I actually did a live and then someone, I had a hater, you know? <laughs> so, the, but the fact that you are stepping up and putting yourself out there separates you from everybody else that's sitting back and judging you. And one thing I like to think about is, you know, really within my faith is, there's only one judgment at the end of the day that I am worried about now, you know, after going through my cancer, after going through just a lot of things that, that have happened um, over these last few years. And that is that is the judgment when I meet my maker. And if I'm going to stand there and say, like, you gave me life, you gave me all these gifts, but I was too afraid of what other people thought to fully yes. live into what you poured into me. I don't want to have that. I don't want to have that conversation. I want to say I lived you. You created me for a purpose. I lived through that purpose through you. And your judgment is the only one that matters. So, yes, love that. All right. So before we dive into the motivation for writing your book, I just want to share something really quick to help add on to what you just said. So I, I remember one of my one of my fitness clients, I put the bug in her ear about becoming a coach. And, and at first she's like, do you think, do you think I can do it? And I was like, Hey, but I think you can do it. I wouldn't ask you, <laughs> you know, I was like, said, but the bigger question is, do you think you can do it? And so, so now she kind of got thrust into it because I was a, a basketball coach as well. So I was at the rec center. We had a game and the game ended up going into overtime. And so I had texted her. I was like, start the warm up in the class. Like you've been with me for two years now. Like, you know, enough of what to do. And um, I said, and I'll get there as soon as this game ends. And then we, we ended up going into double overtime. And so it's like, we, wow. it's like we, we ended up winning. But fortunately, where I coached was really close to where, to where the gym was at the time. 
And so I, I walk in the door and she comes running over to me like, oh, thank God you're here. She's like, but she was just so flustered and so panicked. But everyone, I think it was like 20, 20 some odd people in the class. All of them were like, she did an amazing job. You know, so it's like yeah. the per the purpose of that is actually I'm working on on a video that I'm going to put out over something I heard yesterday about making fake problems. And like as, as I was listening to, to this story, I was like, oh, my God, I have many examples of that from me, my, myself and just other people that I've coached. It's like so she made up in her mind that they weren't going to listen to her. They were going to laugh at her. You know, they weren't going to take her seriously because she's not exactly how I am. And she had put let all this nonsense get in her mind. But every single client was like, she did a really good job. Yep. You know, and, like and you would I, never have known. You never would exactly, have known. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so me actually running late did wonders for her because like once we spoke about it afterwards, then she fully embraced be becoming a coach and she went and got certified and everything. And uh, she coached with me for like four years, I want to say, That's awesome. you know, but like she already had all the talent, but she didn't think she did. And you, and it was that opportunity that gave her this huge growth moment Yes. of her then being put in that situation, having to step up. She faced the fear. She did it anyway. And she realized, right, when she came out the other side, mm -hmm. that wasn't that bad. And exactly. I, and I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so true. All right. Yes. So, so you survived the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma scare. You know, so you you had your first go, go round and you kind of you kind of fell off a little after the first go around, if I remember correctly from from our last talk. Uh, the first go around of of network marketing, like oh. did, did, didn't you build a team then kind of lose a team? Yeah, so okay. yeah, I did. I well, it was it was the strategies just didn't work for me. Um, yeah. you know the home parties and the calling everybody. Yeah, and I was able to convince and beg a few people and built, a, you know, a, a small team. Um, you know, but I, I couldn't quit on it. First of all, I could not, I could not allow the people that told me I couldn't do this to win. Okay. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Because when you tell me I can't do something when like me, I am, I am very competitive with myself and I will prove you wrong. I will do it. And I will, no matter what it takes, like <laughs> <laughs> I will run myself into the ground. Um, and that's my competitive nature. And you know, that was me growing up with boys. Like, well, you can't play girls cry. Like, well, you know, just show me. No, I'm not crying. You know, like, <laughs> like I had to be tough. Like I had to know that. Like, okay, I'll prove you wrong that I could play with y'all and not be a sissy, right? Um, but yeah, so I got into uh I started building network marketing. I said, This is the vehicle, this is it, this is gonna get me to retire from um, you know. From this because not because I didn't love education and 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 all that I felt that uh I felt like my purpose had kind of fizzled out you know and um I really felt like I had maxed out where I could be you know in that in that capacity in that career and that basically I was waking up and going through the motions every day my passion just wasn't in it but I still knew I wanted to teach or coach or uh, you know, I still want to make that impact. Just what, what did that look like? So, um, 
I quickly, you know, joined arms with leaders and, you know, it was just, if you want what they have, you've got to, how, well, how are they doing their calls? How are, you know, what is, what is their system? Train me. I was very hungry to learn and to get good and get better so I could build this and, you know, shut my husband up and, <laughs> you know, just, you know, all the things. And so, um, I finally got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore of, of what I was doing. And the leaders that I was going to just kept sitting me down and saying the same old thing, you know, just make a list, go reach back out. Where's your chicken list? And I'm, I'm sitting here going, that's really what you're doing. And I didn't realize it, but they could do those things because they had a following. They had a network of people, you know, so they could make a phone call and people are like, yeah, you're the top of the company. I'll come join you. And it works. Mm. But the people that don't have a network or they have no influence over that network. I mean, when I first got in, I was in skincare. I started in a skincare company. I'm this athlete, this kind of tomboy. I was a PE teacher, like, you know, becoming an assistant principal. People are going to look at me and be like, skincare from you, right? So mm. I had no influence over my network, you know? So I, it wasn't me. It was the, it was the method and, you know, the way that the strategy was. Um, so I found it online. I found an online community. I went to an event where I got to meet people that I had been following online. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're, you're the same person almost. I feel like I know you, <laughs> right? Just all these things. It was great. I felt like a leader when I was there um, because I knew I could do it. I just knew I needed to lock arms and learn the right way. So I ended up taking my business online um, and in 11 months uh, built a six figure uh, personal business with my personal brand um, and was able to start getting ourselves out of all the debt. Uh, you know, we had sold our home and, you know, we had had our car repoed. I mean, you know, really just. I mean, not even scraping by, but wow. I was I was delivering groceries to just have get daily paid, you know, be able to get paid every single day to, to put food on the table. But we slowly month after month started pulling ourselves out. Um, and the people inside that community and I, um, there were there were four others became really good friends. We ended up joining each other in the same network marketing company. And um, we decided we want to help people. We had a lot of people that said, well, we want to learn your strategies and what you're doing, um, but we love our, our company. And so we decided we wanted to be able to, like we said, make a bigger impact and teach people, not just in our company, but we wanted to, you know, uh, teach others, right? Because we, we teach influence marketing and it's a, it's an, highly effective strategy, but it gets you loving your business again, because uh, you're not chasing people, right? So you have fun again, it's exciting. Um, and and so we built Beach Boss Influencers and um, ended up growing a multiple seven figure business. We're now going on our, we just had our second year anniversary. So nice. We are, uh, yeah, one of the top coaching companies right now, um, and we have served and helped so many others, and that is truly what, uh, you know, what drives us, and, and, and we look forward to waking up every day, so. 
Love uh, it. But yeah. Nice. So you you overcome all of that. You built up your business. So when did the when did the first thoughts come of you writing a book? Okay. Yeah. So actually, when I survived my cancer and I was uh, speaking to some youth teams and you know uh, talking to people at my university and at my church, people were just like, "You need to write a book just on you know your experience alone." And I felt like, man, I could I could help so many people because uh, when when this kind of life slaps you in the face, <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of things that come with that, and you know, it's it can be depressing. It could it can be you know sad. It can cause you to withdraw from your life, and I truly believe it's your attitude uh, that makes you or breaks you when you're going through chemo and you're really truly fighting for your life. Um, not just scientifically what stress and being upset and all that does to your immune system, but just really for your, your own, um, you know, mental health. Um, and so I chose the path of, of laughing. You know, my dad retired to take care of me every single day, sat with me, we laughed. Um, you know, I chose the, you know, glasses half full. And even when I, couldn't even get out of bed. I found something to be grateful for because of what I'd seen, right? What others, how bad others still had it, even though I was going through it. So I wanted to share that and I wanted to, so people didn't feel like it was a death sentence and it gave them this fight to fight and endure. Um, even if it was an, a year worth and you don't think you can go anymore, you know, just whatever that could be, but it wasn't the right timing. I didn't know who like, Who's going to listen to this, you know, athlete that just survived cancer, going into grad school, you know, write a book. Mm -hmm. So I put it on the shelf and I, I feel, I feel, I felt that after we built, built Beach Boss and we had really crushed some goals and uh, we had our very first live in, in-person workshop last uh, August in Orlando and just the feedback and response. And then when I'm uploading different things, I actually have blocked off my day to the hour, to the minute, so that I can stay focused because I realized that's what I needed. You know, so knowing exactly how to speak to yourself and how to keep yourself motivated and focused, you know, you have to have those hard conversations with yourself. So that's what I do to stay focused. And that's what I think that you know, have that hard conversation with yourself and you'll find out why you haven't been, you've been struggling to be focused. You know, if you need to take a week and learn how and schedule your whole week, if that doesn't work, then next week, try something else until you find that happy medium where you can be focused. Um, that's, that's that biggest thing, but the routine, I will say this, how you get up in the morning is how your day is going to be. So choose ye today, what you would like, you want to choose violence or do you want to have peace? So, and that's all that that's what you you end up going to you know going to do during the day love it nice all right shay oh i must kick you too i keep i keep hitting the wrong button all right here we go <laughs> no worries so the question was asked how do you get back on track when you get off track right and life is a series of being on track and off track so there i was in my fourth year of business uh super excited because i had my first big client and if any of you entrepreneurs you have your first big client it feels pretty good and then that client got bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where probably 80 percent to 90 percent of my company was servicing that one client which you know you get a run like that for a year it's like amazing by the way if you never had that happen and then 
the client a year later told us that they were not going to renew the contract. It wasn't because we did anything wrong. It wasn't because we did anything bad. According to them, they wanted to go into a different direction. And if you ever lost your biggest client, right, and you find yourself having to go back out and get revenue, it can be daunting. And so I was off track. Now, what I knew, and thankfully I have some great friends and people in my circle who can kick me in the butt and say, no, 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 there's Satan right there. And this book means that it's going to make an impact. And that means you need to get it out there even more. So I knew that as hard as it was, because it is hard to get to relive certain stories in my book and to get yourself there emotionally and to where even you're crying when you're dealing with emotional stuff happening, you know, in your, in your private life. So it really was an internal struggle. And, um, but I knew I had to get through it and get these words out there um, for, for people to read. <laughs> Love it. See, the, the, the key sentence out of all, all of that, what you said, I knew I had to get through it. Yep. And my pen's dying. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that derails, that derails a lot of people. Like when, when life happens, go, going back to what, what you said earlier, you know, get to the fire as quickly as possible because every little thing, I don't want to say little, but everything that happens to you or that someone has to push through, it adds more power to, to your story. So yeah, it's not good that you lost people. It's not good that your husband lo- lost his job. But just at once you come out on the other side of that, there's power there. And going back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, who's going to listen to you being an athlete, being this, being that. And, and again, that goes back to us creating false problems. Because I did the same thing when I started mm-hmm. this podcast. Like, you got Joe Rogan. I mean, I know he's on the fire now. But it's like, you got Joe Rogan and you got all these celebrities, these professional athletes and these news personalities that all have their podcasts. Like, who is going to listen to me? From right. small small town Rhode Island boy, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and and we are thirty two countries later, <laughs> and thousands of listeners. It's like, you know, you just gotta get it out there, and then people just gravitate. You know, going back to my trainer who had all those doubts, and she got up there, and it's like people responded to you. People responded positively to you. Yeah, it's like you know, they oh, wanted yeah. that. I I was like you know, who's even like, who's going to read it? And will what I can, will what I had wanted to put on paper, will it, it be conveyed the way that I wanted it to, right? Mm. Like, and so, I mean, I launched it and I hit bestseller in a day and I hit number one in seven countries. Blows my mind. That's awesome. Um, because as I was going through it, I had to remind myself, my whole goal in this isn't to be, you know, number one in all these things. My goal was to write a book. That's goal number one. So the fact that I finished writing it, I told myself, you're already a winner. You're already a winner no matter what happens after this point. Yeah. And the second thing was that I just wanted to make, I just want to impact one life. And if I could just impact one. Don't you want, it's easy to, to stay on track when you identify the things that you don't want. And I'll use my own weight loss journey and I say that people are like, weight loss journey, you? It's like, yeah, I was overweight once, one time. And I said, this will never happen again. It's like I made a decision. I committed in that moment to get back to my athletic past. But 
what happens is I felt what it was like to be fit like that. I felt that. And so for me, it was easy to run back to it. So what, what happens in everyday life, like if you're someone who's working a job and now you're intrigued about being an entrepreneur, but you haven't felt that. So it's tough to run to it because you don't know what you're running to, you know? So by, by zeroing in on what you don't want anymore, it makes it easier to run towards what you do. So it's like, I'm tired of working for someone else. You know, I'm tired of having my time dictated by someone else. You know, you just have to figure it out. We to hear it like only you can tell it. So it's like, I mean, I know many people who have survived cancer, but each one of them have a different angle to their story. Yeah. And, and that's the beautiful part. Like going back to my teachable moment about people saying, you know, speaking before they think. Because I heard someone say something similar. Like, ah, people, people survive cancer every, every, every day. What's it? It's like... Like, yeah, said from someone who's never felt the effects of it. Right. You know, it's like, I've never felt the effects of it, but I've felt other things. You know, so so it's like, I know when my kneecap split, <laughs> it's like, right. I, I felt that whole healing process. So if someone's like, oh, yeah, that happens to people every single day. Like, yeah, but you didn't feel what that did to me for, right. a, year, for a year and a half of my life. so like they didn't feel what you went through as you were going through chemo and dealing with everything else that you had to deal with and then when you put all those emotions into a book into a blog into a podcast or on stage whatever then people get to really feel your story so that's what i was saying everything else that you went through along that journey that just enhances the story so i'm gonna have to buy it now i want to read it (laughs) so so what what would you say is is the biggest takeaway like without giving it away the biggest takeaway of the book yes oh there's too many so i'll just say this i so the book is called guts grit and glory and that is how i actually broken down the book into three parts of you know of my journey. And I fully believe that, uh, each, each, you know, time of my life played upon one of the other navigating me through and helped equip me with tools to get through, um, all the, all the stuff, all the, all the negativity that comes with. You almost cussed. You almost cussed. (laughs) <laughs> I did, <laughs> but um, yes. Yeah, so I, I've met. It's, 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 it's a like a road map. But um, you know, because going back, I played for some pretty tough coaches. Um, my coach that I played for in high school for four years, my club coach, and that was you know I was playing for him for eight months out of the year, uh, for four years straight. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been able to get through the next level of, uh, you know, overcoming. I broke my back in, in college. I broke it six games before the national championship game. I it was able to somewhat stay involved so they didn't have to pull me. So I was a starter. But to get through and overcome that, I mean, I had worked my butt off my whole life to get to college and a national championship. You were not going to put me on the sidelines. <laughs> exactly. But then it was that you know, journey, getting me through my chemo, being mentally tough. Like, so I felt like these were preparing me. Some situations are going to prepare you 
for your next one. And then you're going to be able to handle it. And pretty soon you're able to kind of, you know, take them as they come, like, give it to me. I got this right. So, um, it's, you know, I would say guts because you got to be bold. You got to be willing to put yourself out there when you're chasing something that you want to chase. Um, and it's going to take grit to get through a lot of things that are going to happen during that journey and during your path. But it's going to it's going to take the guts and the grit and all that so that you can get to the glory and then live in that glory. So. Um, that's kind of how I mapped it out. <laughs> in the Love book. It. See, and circling it back to what to what we said, like you have to go through it to get to it, yep. you know, and, and sometimes in that going through it, you have to risk. And I hate using the word failure, but so we'll say roadblocks, kind of like if you take if you take football, because you see this in football all the time. Do they go for it or do they kick the field goal? You know, <laughs> I will say it's a fine line between badass and dumbass. You know, it's a really, it's a really fine line. Like at my age and doing, you know, the obstacle races and stuff that I do, I'll sit there like I'll be on the edge of something. I'm like, I think I can jump to that other one. And people are like Rob, I'm like, I know. If I miss, I'm a dumbass. But if I make it, that's badass. <laughs> you know, so yeah. like that. so like that's how my mind works. And when I see these things, so like when I'm talking to people about coaching or investing in themselves and stuff, like, well, what if I lose it all? I'm like, well, what if you don't? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like if you don't take any action, you're guaranteed nothing. Like that's right. a guarantee. But if you invest in yourself and you take action, who knows where this can lead? Yeah. You know. But if you invest in yourself and then sit on your butt, yeah, you're going to lose it all. You know. It's like I don't understand why that's such a hard concept. Because of fear, you know, there's so much fear, and it is those fears of what if it fails? What if it doesn't work? What if I gain it all back, uh, you know, uh, of all that? And that's another thing, too, is, you know, there's so much life to live and there's so much possibility. And if you want to sit on this side of fear and be comfortable, you know, and be put in your box and wake up every day hating what you're doing, you know, which then spills out onto others. Right. You're, you're short. It affects your mood, you know, your relationships. Can you find, sit in that fear? Right. Yes. Then, and that's the bed, you know, you made so you can lay in it. And I'm not going to feel sorry for you because we all have a choice. But guess what? There's a, a lot of us are scared. Okay, I'm sure you were scared when you started your podcast. You know, I was scared to put myself out there and, you know, do the things that I did. But if I lived and sat in that fear, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today, living a completely different life, you know, than what I had before. Um, and that is the difference between the people that have what you want and where you're at right now. They were willing to be, be afraid. Okay. But, but walk through it, right. Feel the fear and, and do it anyway. And you're going to come out the other side and I promise you're not going to die. You're not going to die from going live on Facebook. You're not going to die from putting a <laughs> post out there. Um, you know, you're not going to die because you went to the gym. Um, you might be sore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but guess what? You're taking one step and, you know, getting outside that comfort zone. There's a lot of great things that can happen to you when you get outside that comfort zone. So it's true. And it's about owning your truth. Yep. So, because like we put blinders on because of what other people want us to be or what other people want us to become. And, you know, I, I got, I got, you know, stuck, stuck in that box too, several times. 
And once I realized I'm putting myself here, it's like, I can't say, oh, well, my ex X, Y, Z, or my parents X, Y, Z. The fact of the matter is like, once you become an adult, it's on you. You know, it's like, like with my 14 year old daughter. Yeah. I still control most as aspects of, of her life, you know, but <laughs> yeah. like, but at some point she's going to become an adult and she's going to be like, listen, this is what I'm doing. And so we have to take that ownership because if, if you're in your mid twenties and you're still blaming stuff on outside circumstances, you, you're never going to get through that until you accept the reality that you yeah. have to do that. Cause I went through a pretty bad breakup with business partners and my business coach at, at the time beforehand warned me, he's like, Robert, don't do it. He's, he's like, he's like, these things typically don't end well, you know? And so, cause like, I mean, they were, they were two clients of mine. So it's like, it's not, it's not like we were friends, yeah. so, but they were clients of mine. It, it went well at first. We, we hit some really good peaks and then, you know, then the wheels fell off and it was ugly. And so as I'm going through, it's a year and a half of legal troubles. And so as I was going through it with them, you know, things were, things were tough, you know, cause like they definitely didn't make my life easy cause they had a lot more money than I did. <laughs> so when it came to getting lawyers and the court costs and everything else, they had a lot more leverage, but I've been poor. <laughs> so, so believe it or not, that actually helped me persevere through this. Cause it's like, they're trying to financially break me and I'm not going to let them. Yeah. So, so like I started driving Uber. I was like cashing in cans, yeah. cause, you know, because like they, they put a block on the bank account. So I, I couldn't withdraw any money. And so you got anyway, resourceful. You got yeah, resourceful. Exactly. I got resourceful. I made it happen. And, but, but then once things started, well, once that part was over, now it's like I had to take control. Of it. It, it actually took my assistant. One day, because I was like, I can't, I can't believe they did this to me. It looks like they wrecked the business. I had to drain my savings, and you know, I maxed out on my credit cards. I was just in this pity party, and she's like, "Rob, you're doing this to yourself." And at, and at first, I'm not gonna lie, I cussed at her at first. I was like, "F you!" You know, that was all in my feelings, right? So I just <laughs> let it all out. I was like, "F you!" But then, you know, maybe an hour or two later, I was thinking, I'm like, "She's right." It was like, "I, I don't let people control me." You know, it's like I just totally handed them control over my emotions. Mm -hmm. And then once I made that realization, I was able to put everything back together, revitalize the gym, you know, start started the speaking and all that good stuff. But but it's like I I let them put me in a box. Mm -hmm. And then that's a big takeaway that I want people to get from this episode, from people that that will buy and read your book, is that we all go through something, but at some point we have to stand up and say enough is enough. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we were all created with a purpose. I know I wasn't meant to be put in a box and that's how yes. I felt when I was looking for that exit, right? Like what's okay. Entrepreneurship, right. Mm -hmm. You know, and we, we were created with so many talents and unique capabilities that we're doing humanity a disservice by staying put in that box. Yes. And I know a lot of people, maybe you're not, maybe you're probably sitting there like, well, I'm not Adrian. I'm not, I'm not an extrovert, you know, um, you, you are liking your posts to patronize your business or promote your business. So be realistic in your, in that and understand that your support is not going to come from who you think it's going to come from. Um, and, I will say this again, have those hard conversations with yourself. What are you willing to deal with? 
all money isn't good money. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think that we definitely, definitely, that's the words I would leave for anybody, what the advice that I would give to anybody at this point. You know, have those hard conversations with yourself and you'll be surprised on how much growth you can have in that in those spaces. You know, I, that that is one thing I can say. But and also as a business owner, don't let people play in your face about your business. Don't let people, you know, haggle your price down or tell you you cost too much. You know, know your worth and keep it at that. You said what you said, your rate is your rate, honor that. Because the moment you waver, then the respect diminishes. So respect yourself and keep yes. focused and own that. You know, if your price is your price, go get, they tell them to go get some more money from somewhere because I'm not disrespecting my craft or my expertise to fit your, fit your box. So that's the word of advice. And, you know, I know someone's going to say, oh, that was wrong. I really don't care. Um, <laughs> but I will, you know, I will tell people, stand firm on that. Don't let people play in your face this year. You know, don't don't let them, you know, take away from the things that you've worked hard for, the expertise you've grown, because then you're they're showing you exactly what they think of you. Mm, love it. And and you are definitely not wrong. If you go if you go to the steakhouse, the steak is what it costs. <laughs> you can't go, eh, you know, I'm feeling like the steak should be about 15 bucks instead of 25. Doesn't work that way. So our services are no no different. <laughs> so all right, shame. So there I was, right, about to give this this talk, this speech. Um, I was one of 15 presenters at this three-day event. I was given an hour to get on stage to, to share my best ideas, right, on how folks can grow their business. And then right before I was going on stage, by the way, the per person came over to me and said, Shay, uh, we're running behind. I'm like, duh, I can see that. And I wasn't a featured speaker, by the way. And she said, so um, you only have five minutes. I'm like, five minutes? <laughs> right hours to five minutes. Some of you have been in that situation, right? And I'm thinking to myself, what can I possibly tell these experienced entrepreneurs in five minutes? Well, I'm going to share four words. It's one of my 12 rules for life. I got 12 rules, by the way, 12 rules. But here's one of them that I shared with the audience that I, I believe is very applicable to you, the entrepreneur, or you the mom, you the dad, you the dualpreneur, by the way. Uh, you the person that have big dreams and you want to do so much. You want to help so many folks right now. And you know that this is your year. You know this is your time. And you just need one idea. Because how many ideas do you need to change your life anyway? One. That's right. One good idea implemented is better than a thousand ideas you know right now. And here's the idea. Four words. Go and jot these four words down in your notes. And here it is. Do what you know. That's, that, that's what I said. Right? I got on stage, said my name, and I said, here are four words that are going to help everybody. Just do what you you know now you might say shay that, that that sounds so obvious right easy to do easy not to do now let, let's just take a look at some areas that may be applicable in your life maybe for you and i'll just pick health because everyone's on a health kick by the way and no matter when you see this video you might be watching this long lost video file i don't know when you're going to see this but we know january 17th is national ditch your resolution day right so if you're in january right now most folks have quit we're only on i think the seventh or eighth right now most folks quit but think about your health just if you just do what you know, maybe you just need to drink eight ounces of water, 64 ounces of water a day. Just do what you know. Maybe it's more fruits and vegetables. Maybe it's a little more advanced. Maybe it's going to the gym. Maybe for you, it's just taking some action. Do what you know. Maybe if it's another area of life, maybe it's dealing with wealth. 
right? And you're like, well, I want to create a legacy of wealth. And, and maybe some of you are doing well, some of you are like me, you've had some ups and some downs, but you're back on track again. Then maybe it's just spend less than you make, right? And, and that's a good starting point. If you're an entrepreneur and you're out there right now, you're like, Shay, it's, they say it takes money to make money. And that's not true. That's not true. What are some things you know that you can do right now? I'll give you one idea for all the entrepreneurs. I see everything through a sales lens. That's just how I see the world. It's one of my 12 rules for life. I like what Steve was talking about. Steve's a good guy. They're all great folks, by the way. But Steve went to my alma mater. I went to Morgan State University, by the way. He's also a member of my fraternity. There's only one fraternity. You can see the crimson and cream. So you know there's only one fraternity <laughs> on the freaking planet, by the way. Let me just say that. So he's a good, good capital man. But, but here's the idea. And there are three words. Go ahead and jot these three words down in your notes. And, and, and I don't want to run out of time, but I want you to get this. I don't want you to show up and you just watch this and you get inspired. Result is a byproduct of your process. Yes. And you had mentioned earlier, you said that when you did your first go round, that that system didn't work for you. And so, like, just to add on to what you just said, too, is you got to figure out what you don't want. You know, because like that's what I've started. That's where I've started shifting. You know, when people really can't see what they do want, it's all right. Well, what don't you want? It's like what's going on in your life right now that you would love to just drop it off a cliff. <laughs> so you know, so so yeah. like, is it is it the working the, the two jobs? Is it the not seeing your kids enough or not seeing your spouse enough? Not being able to vacation enough? You know, you know, it's like it's like what what things what things are dragging you down? It's like all right, I don't want to work two jobs ever again. If I keep working two jobs, I'm going to have to keep working two jobs. <laughs> but maybe if I listen to this person talking about, about this marketing stuff, you know, can that get me to where I want to be? Or just figuring out what's the right vehicle and to be okay with if it doesn't look the way you drew it up. Yeah. There, there's a lot of things I've done that I'm like, how the hell do we get here? Because <laughs> I, I was thinking we were going to take I-95, but then we ended up going the back roads and then the bridge was out and then we had to detour around this way. And, but we still got here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's how it may look. It's not going to be a straight line, you know, and um, it also isn't going to happen overnight, y'all. I mean, um, people want to say an, an overnight success. I like to say I'm a six year overnight success. OK, mm -hmm. because. There's no such thing and there's no magic button when you're in, in this, you know, industry. There's no magic button. Taking it online definitely helps, um, you know, it changed everything in my business. But there's still no magic button. It's still going to take, you know, work and consistency. You know, you can determine what that, what the time commitment looks like, whether you work part-time or full-time, Um or not, maybe you're, you know, you're a stay-at-home mom and you have to maneuver this in between, you know, the naps, right? But um, if you're willing to put it to say, all right, I'm, I'm two feet in, I am all in, and I'm going to show up and be consistent. I mean, think about in three to six years, uh, could you see yourself owning a multiple seven-figure business? You know, and at the time, people want to say, oh, I just don't know that I have that time. OK, well, you've been working 25 years at this other business and you're nowhere near close seven <laughs> figures. In fact, you're and you're working, you know, you're working for someone else and working for someone else. And I mean, that's kind of a pyramid, but you're working for someone else and you still haven't built that. So, you know, what's it worth to you to, you know, so. um, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brandy and I had a good good talk about the whole pyramid scheme thing because that because that's the first thing you 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 hear when you mention network marketing. People are like, oh, it's with the I'm independent nonsense. There is not one independent person on this earth. Not one. You need the people at the bank. You need the people at the grocery store. You need the the utility people. You need the people that that cut the meat. It's like you need people to get through this life. So every time I hear people say I'm independent, I'm like, oh, are you growing your own food? You know, it's like, how are you, how are you powering your house? How, who's building the houses? Who's taking care of the plumbing? Like we need people. We need each other to have success. And the sooner people realize that saying, can you help me? Is, an, is the ultimate form of power. That is not weakness. Asking for help is a power. Being vulnerable is powerful. It's not weakness, it's powerful. So when you can actually say, you know what? I don't know this. Let me find someone who does. So just like Shay said, do what you know and then outsource what you don't or find a way to learn what you don't. So when I first got into fitness, I knew I was good at keeping myself in shape. I knew I was good at motivating others to wanna, to wanna get in shape. And I, would knew, I knew I was good at getting them to believe in themselves. So those were the superpowers. Then I just needed some other powers to go along along with the superpowers. And so I went out and I learned how, how to market. I learned branding. You know, I learned uh, media pitches and you know th things of, of that nature. I learned those things that, that I needed to know. Those aren't my strong points, but they they helped me accompany it. Like again, going back to the whole steak thing. Nobody has a steak without some sides. So you have your superpower, but then what are the powers? that you can improve upon that can help enhance your superpowers. So even doing these, these podcasts a year and a half ago, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was going to find people. I, I didn't know if people were going to listen to me. Like I said, and I'm booking into May. Like I started with one show and then I added a second, I added a third. Now I've added a fourth and they're, they're all, they're all booked up. And I get to meet amazing people like the people on the panel today who are willing to come. You know, real, real estate's too much paperwork and too much other, it's just too much other stuff. Like I, I need simple, call me, give me a topic. I'll get on stage and I will wow your audience. Yeah. That, that does it for me. Well, <laughs> you, know? you know, it goes back to like, you create your own problems, you know? So yes. it's like, it's like, um, okay, do I want to go into real estate? Okay. That's, like you said, well, then there's paperwork, then there's all these things. So it's like, yeah. I get to choose kind of what I want to bring into my plate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because like, how, just think, just think about it. How many people that you know, that are in a, a, a career that they can't stand? Oh, yes. You know, <laughs> but they're okay I, with it. I know. I know. That, and I, 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 that's the one thing I can't wrap my mind around. I mean, I, I live in a, um, I live in a golf course community. Mm -hmm. And so I'll sit up on our quarry outdoors and there'll be ladies around and talking about, and there's just complaining and disgruntling. And, and, and I just sit there like, do you know that you can like 197, 198 a couple of times, you know? So like, I, like it was close, but I kept it from happening. And why? Because I had to honor my commitment and we make commitments to other things, to other things. Like we'll commit to show up for someone else. We'll commit to do a deed for someone else when you're not even committing to your own needs. And when you commit to your own needs, you flourish, your family fl flourishes and it flourishes for generations. 
So if you're on the fence about doing something that can take your life to the next level, not only are you doing the world a disservice, because whatever it is you want to start, the world needs it. I promise you, the world needs it. And you're not going to be able to better take care of yourself and your family because you're on that fence. That's where it goes back to just making the decision. Okay, just get started. All right, so with Tina being out, Steve, you're up first. Tell us what you do. How can people get, get in touch with you? Who do you work with? You got to unmute yourself. Got you. Okay, very good. Yeah, sometimes you got to remember stuff like unmuting buttons and stuff like that. Okay, so um, real easy. First of all, again, I want to say thank you to this incredible panel and for you, Robert, for putting it all together. Really appreciate being here. Um, my, my website actually is right there behind me, steveburlack.com. I'm actually switching hosts. It'll be um, on my new host coming this week, so look for that. You can Google the Burlack Method, which is my company, my overall company. Um, Google that. You'll get all the information about how you can reach me and all the work that I do, including uh, my broadcast your inner champion life coaching modules, which is which is paramount and key um, to what I do. And also you can find my book there, broadcast your inner champion, uh, which is a great resource um, that I use for my for my coaching. I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. Steve Burlack. Not too many Steve Burlacks out there. That actually is one other. Believe it or not, wow. that's a whole other story about connection, right? <laughs> uh, but you can find me on on Facebook. Find me on LinkedIn. Um, Steve Burlack. I'm on Instagram. S Burlack, and I'm on uh, Twitter. S Burlack. Um, so by all means, and you can also check out my YouTube channel. Uh, Steve Burlack channel, youth, uh, YouTube channel. Uh, I have my show there, Your Inner Champion. And also I was a host for BT Tonight some time ago. You'll find some of my old shows on there and that good stuff. Nice. So look forward to seeing you. Any of you out there looking for some life coaching, you really are tired of going through the mess that you're going through and you want somebody to help you through it. Tell me about your storm. I'll coach you through it. Love it. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. So what was your biggest takeaway from the other panelists? Awesome. Uh, well, there there were a lot of tremendous points. And thanks for putting me on the spot, Robert. I appreciate that. No there, there were a lot of great points that I got. So one, one of the first things I, I want to say is the uncomfortable action um, that I got from Che. And, and just going to throw that up there. So I want to say that because that was one of the it's it really struck home for me because as a life coach, one of the most humbling things about being a life coach is that I'm a human being with my own flaws, right? And that I got my own issues, right, that I deal with as a human being. And one of the biggest challenges I've always had was asking for help. Go figure, right? I love helping people. I love um, walking people through their own storms and, and finding their way to their port. But but calling somebody on the phone and asking them for help was was something that I shuddered at. I mean, literally would get it's funny you talked about it, Robert. I would get those anxiety attacks that you talked about when you were in that car. I understand what that feels like, because just just asking someone for help was such a huge issue for me. And, and thankfully, that's something that. I've put behind me. I do ask for help now. In fact, I, I have a, you know, those, those are things that I constantly do. Um, but one of the things I learned too, is just because you figured something out, doesn't mean it doesn't, it can't creep back in your life. If you're not careful, and you, you can easily slip back into old habits. Um, and so Che uh, was a reminder to me, um, you know, to, to keep doing the uncomfortable things that I need to do so that I can actually help people the way that I want to. I mean, everybody had tremendous points that they made, uh, but that's the one that my biggest takeaway that I'll take from today. Love it. Sharipa, you're up. 
Mute, unmute. What, what is my question, Robert? Well, first, you're going to just let people know where they can get in touch with you, what you do, who you work with, and then what was your biggest takeaway from the other panelists? Okay, because we were going around so much, I get lost. You know, I'm all over the place. That's why I said I'm the most <laughs> disciplined person you will ever meet. Um, hey, the one thing that I always tell people is this. If you have any question regarding anything with a www, contact me. Do not face the unknown alone. Ask Sharifa. Um, there was so much gold here. You can find me on at AskSharifa.com. You can find me on Instagram, Sharifa Hardy. You can find me on Facebook, either my pages or, you know, send me a friend request, Sharifa Hardy. Um, I just wanted to say when you were talking, Robert, about having that team and building, you can't do everything alone. I always mention every time she's on the show, Chandra is the one who handles all of the PR for me from all of my the magazine interviews that I do, radio interviews. That's all Chandra, Chandra Gore, not me at all. So I definitely have to give credit where credit is due. The biggest takeaway that I got from this show was really just listening to the energy that Che has. I mean, everyone is amazing. I, I, I love on Chandra every day, all day. So, you know, that's nothing new, but Che's energy and just having energy and being excitement because excited because one of the things that I learned is that investors do not invest in companies they invest in people and sometimes that investment is not just writing that million dollar check is giving you their business that's their investment that they're making and so if you love what you do in your passion you have that high energy that just shows that che you know when he wakes up in the morning loves what he, he does i think that's amazing awesome jan you're up I would say, I know, I know Tina had to drop off. The the one thing that stood out to me was being um, the gratitude when you wake up every day. Um, I, I actually, you know, that is something that, you know, I have to get better at, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I, I wake up some mornings, I'm like, let me lay back down and get my life together. <laughs> but I have to be thankful. Like, seriously, I'm like, let me just turn over and maybe I don't want to do this today. And, you know, waking up and saying, to myself, I'm thankful for, you know, for getting up. I'm thankful for that. Incorporating that, like, you know, I've always said how you start your day is how, you know, how it goes. And I think adding that gratitude is going to be the the, the game changer for me and for anybody else. Because if you wake up choosing violence, it's going to be a problem all day. You fighting all day. So um, that's the greatest takeaway that I have. And you can find me on at ChandraGoreConsulting.com. On Facebook, Chandra Gore Consulting. Um, Instagram is, I do have now a company Instagram because I have to separate me from my business because I do have a personal brand conversation with Chan and I do have my, me as a individual. So, you know, follow me there. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast, because I've had, you know, a I have what Sharif on, Robert on. I haven't had Steve or Shay. Shay, you definitely gotta. I definitely gotta have a conversation with you because, you know, we're gonna have to get some ringtones, something to put on people's phone. I'm serious. That you're you would be a great alarm every morning. Like get up. I can hear you saying that. I don't know if you ever considered that, but that's just my business tip for you. Create a ringtone. I buy for a dollar twenty nine. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying. But I will say that you know find me talk to me um i'm a publicist i'm a business consultant so if you need some help if you need some um 
you know, to be reach a different audience. I'm here for that. Um, but don't come with me no with mess. If your business just has an Instagram that's popping, I'm not the person for you. So <laughs> that's all I can leave people with today. Love that real talk. <laughs> all right, Shay, you're up. Unmute, unmute. You, you got to just get forgetful in the last round. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, I'm so in tune. Um, so how can we connect? Um, here's, here's what I like to do. I mean, you can see me and you can see us, but I can't see you, right? I mean, who cares about me? So why don't we do this? Let's just connect on Instagram. I'll say that's my jam for now. You can find me anywhere, I'm sure. But just go to Instagram, type in I am Shay Brown. Now, why would you type in I am and then my name, C-H-E Brown, when you type in I am Shay Brown, You'll be able to follow me, but here's what's really cool. I can follow you, right? We talked about collaboration. We talked about building relationships. And so now I get to see what you're doing. I get to see what you're up to. And that starts the collaboration. So it's not about me. It's really all about you. So connect with me on Instagram. You'll find me there. For those folks who just need something like, Shay, I need a website to go to, we'll give you a free gift. You can go to evergreenrevenueplaybook.com. It's our gift for the entrepreneurs. They just want to generate revenue. They believe that selling is service. So you're here to serve. And you just want to generate some revenue in your business. Go to evergreenrevenueplaybook.com. There's no cost. It's free. You can find all that stuff there. Um, the number one idea I walk away with, looking forward to connecting with you, by the way, on Instagram. Yeah, that, that should be pretty cool. Um, the number one way, uh, number one idea I learned, I guess I walk away with so much wealth right here. Sometimes you show up to teach and you're taught. You know how that works, right? Um, it's really what Tina talked about, which is gratitude. And the reason I say that, and I know Tina, I've heard Tina talk a number of times. I've been on her show. She's been on mine. She's pretty cool. Is this was the reason I started about 370 days ago, right? Uh, Walter, uh, one of my frat brothers, one of the best motivational speakers on the planet, has an idea that I took from him and put into our 12 rules for life, which is habits and rituals. He says, life is about habits. It's about rituals. And I always say, because I got the Shea Brown remix version, you know, I'm part of the Puff Daddy generation. I got my AARP <laughs> card down, by the way. So I always say that people form habits and habits form futures. I know I had to have the remix version, right? But but the habit I wanted to do last year was on gratitude, listening to Tina. And so I used the day one app. It's an app. You can you don't have to use it if you want. You can get the five-minute journal. And every morning in the app, it asks you three questions. What are you most grateful for? And, you know, when I first started doing this, and Tina, shout out to you, um, it was just an idea. Last January, I'm now 300 days into this thing, by the way. And I started doing it every morning. In the beginning, it was like, I'm grateful because I got a customer. I'm, I'm grateful because I got to do this. But then slowly, you go back and look, I was grateful that my son and I got to talk in the kitchen and he shared what was going on in his life. Or I got to take my mom to the doctors and on the way to the doctor, she told me what it was like for her being a little girl. And I started really becoming more grateful for things that I never was seeing before. It wasn't even part of it until I started noting it. So what's my message to you? What's my point? Yeah, gratitude is important, but if you can express gratitude on a daily basis, you get a deeper level of understanding, which is a distinction. A distinction is a deeper level of understanding amongst any topic. So gratitude was one of the things that I walked away with. Robert, you're amazing. The panel is amazing. And for all of you who watched, who hung in there, don't make this the last time. Connect with Robert again. Make sure you get on the Rise and Grind show. Don't make this your last show. Follow all the folks here. Find them, like they said. Find me, and let's start the journey together. With that being said, Robert, I turn back to you, man. Thanks a lot. You're amazing. You're incredible. You know, you and I started a journey about a year or so ago, man. And yeah. um, it's been incredible. I'm looking forward to doing more with you and everyone that's on the panel. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And going back to collaboration, I met Tina because of Shay. 
-hmm. I, I met Chandra because of Sharifa. I heard about Sharifa from a different guest I had on the show. I think it was Sherry Williams, you know, and, and collaboration is everything. But my biggest takeaway, and I have three pages of notes down, down here from, from everyone talking. I have three pages. So I learned a lot as well as I do with each episode. But it, it goes back to who are you? No, who are you? And, and even from this show, I've interviewed a lot of successful people on this show and it's shut up and grind shade not rising grind and <laughs> and um when i ask people to describe themselves the answers are all over the place you know it's like like you you, you have a six-figure business or, or a seven-figure business like you work with people you change people's lives and yet you can't answer who are you you know so i think defining that who you are at at your core separate Separate the career choice. Separate the fact that you're an entrepreneur. When stuff is on the fan, who are you in that moment? Because that is who you are. When things are, when life is at its absolute toughest, when you are at your worst, that's who you are. Like, I want to know that person. Because that person is going to be the one that drives you forward. Because anybody can be positive and motivating when everything is going great. But when life gets tough, who are you then? You know, so defining who that person is. Because people tell me at the gym, like, Rob, you are never in a bad mood. I said, yeah, because that, that's just not me. I'm a happy-go-lucky person. I'm happy when the sun is shining. Uh, as much as I hate the snow, I'm happy when there's snow on the ground, like it is now, and it's 18 degrees outside. And I, I take life as it comes. I take the lemons. I take the onions. I take the strawberry cheesecake. I take it all. Like nothing can shape me at that level. And so I think the biggest thing that people can do is answer for themselves that question. Who are you? Because me, I'm a competitor, first and foremost. And that's why I don't let things break me because I look at everything as a competition. You know, so like when I busted my knee and, and the doctors told me I wouldn't run and jump again, I said, all right, you fix my knee, I'll take it from here. You know, so I'm not going to let anybody else put labels on me. When I made the jump into fitness in 2009 at the height of the recession, everyone's like, you're crazy. You're chasing a dream. You got five kids. I mean, my kids were a lot smaller back then. I was like, you got five kids. You need to focus on your family. You got a house to pay for. And, and I was like, this is what I'm doing. Because at my core, I know who I am and what it is that I want. So I was able to block out all of that noise and move forward. You know, and again, starting the podcast, how are you going to compete with these names? How are you going to compete with the celebrities and blah, blah, blah. Eye on the prize because I knew what I wanted. I wanted to give that message of hope, you know, message of hope. Why? Because I felt hopeless before. And I know that feeling sucks. So if I can just get a group of people together, have, have me share my stories, have them share their stories, share their journeys so we can give people hope. So for the people listening now, uh, um, I want to assume you got a lot out of this, but now the biggest question, what are you going to do with it? You know, what are you going to do to stay on track with your goals for 2022? So if you listen to this all the way through, you know, drop it in the comments. I mean, what, we're, we're done now, but you can drop it in the comments and I'm pretty sure any one of us can and will respond to it, but what are you going to do with this information now? Because now, now it's time to put in the work. We gave you the motivation. We gave you the, the, the steps. We gave you our best practices. Balls in your court now. So Steve, Sharifa, Shay, 
Chan, Tina, thank you guys very much. This is an amazing panel. And next one will be in February. We'll be talking about love, right? February is the month of love. So I have my relationship experts, my date. Back to book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Next time, shut